0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith, and we're on episode 168, Where Did the Lord Burst Through for You? So, I don't always give you the background of how these podcasts come about, but usually I record them once a week. Rarely do I record a batch of them together. Well, I'm getting ready to have a little vacation. And during that vacation time, because of where I'm going to be located, recording a podcast is not going to be an option. So I already had planned to do quite a few episodes in a short amount of time. But I'm going to be transparent with you. When I finished recording last night, episode 167, which drops on May 23rd, 2022, I read the next part of scriptures in 2 Samuel 5. And I got so excited <laughs> that I'm recording the next morning because I was so filled by the message of God's Word that I needed to let it pour out while it was so fresh to me. There will be a couple of things that we're going to focus on in this particular set of scriptures. So we're in 2 Samuel 5, 17-25. We continue through the life of now King David. Last week we talked about... David and how his success, instead of drawing him closer to the Lord, helped to take his focus off of God and God's purpose. And he made some very unwise decisions, otherwise known as sins, where he married multiple wives and had more concubines, which I forgot to say last week, concubines are like lesser wives. Either way, he really was messing up. But as we're going to see through the entire life of King David, he's so much like us. And we don't like to think about that in the fact that we do sin. But if you are hearing the sound of my voice, you sin. It's part of our nature. And Lord willing, the closer we come to Christ, the less we will sin. But we are going to have ebbs and flows just like King David. And today we're going to see the good David. We're going to see that David that we aspire to be like. We're going to see him reaching out to the Lord, asking for advice before he moves forward in battle against the Philistines, which at that time were Israel's worst enemies. So he goes from making unwise decisions regarding relationships with women to making wise decisions in this particular set of battles with the Philistines. So the two parts. Number one, we're going to talk in verse 20, which is our focal verse, about David naming a place because God did something extraordinary in that place. So we're going to talk about The idea in scripture of naming places where each of the people had an extraordinary, that's the best word I can come up with, an extraordinary experience with the Lord, so much so that they wanted to name it in order to remind themselves of just what God did in that place and how how they felt and the choices that they made in the midst of it. And the second part will be the particular name and what God did on David's behalf. So let's do a little bit of background talking about names. So I chose a couple of different places in the Old Testament where others had had extraordinary experiences with God, and as a result they chose to name that place. So the first one that came to mind for me, was in Genesis 32. So this is Jacob, and this is Jacob and God wrestling uh, all through the night. It was this time where Jacob's life was transformed. And in verse 32, 30, it says, Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. And so that That was a place for him where life changed, and he chose to name that place as a reminder to himself that he had come face to face with God and had lived, and not only had lived, but had been transformed. Do you have a place in your life? where you came face-to-face with God, not in the way that Jacob did. Most of us are not going to physically get to wrestle with God. But where you may have wrestled with God from an emotional standpoint and you felt his presence in such a way that you would name that place because you need to be reminded of how God brought you through. Second one is 1 Samuel 7. So Samuel, one of my favorite characters in the Bible, and one we've talked about quite a bit as we were working our way through the books that are named after him, First and 2 Samuel. In 1 Samuel 7, 12, this is a part of a traditional hymn. How many times, if you grew up in church, or you've been in any churches that use some of the traditional hymns, now I raise mine Ebenezer, and so many people have no idea what that means. Well, First Samuel seven is where that comes from, and in seven twelve it says Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help, for he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. God had intervened on the Israelites' behalf. And Samuel wanted to name that place Ebenezer as a reminder. I remember teaching that particular lesson in class and giving each person a rock. And we literally put on it Ebenezer. And we thought about a place where we knew that the Lord had helped us as a reminder. And then today we're going to see David name a place bel Parazim, which means the Lord who burst through. So let's jump into this. We're in 2 Samuel 5, 17 through 25. Again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Sometimes I will use the ESV as a balance. The New Living Translation is a phrase-by-phrase translation. When they translated the scriptures, they tried as best they could to take what the original text was saying and to put it in language that you and I use during this time. They did not go word for word, more like the ESV, which is more word for word. So sometimes you'll see me go back and forth and literally if you could see my screen and maybe sometime I should just snap a picture and just put it in the show notes of right now I'm in a ball cab because I've been working outside. I don't dress up for this. There's a reason this is not a video cast. Uh, I rarely dress up for the podcast. I'd rather be dressed in the nature of God. I'm not as worried about the outward. I really want to, as I go into these podcasts, be clothed in the spirit. And today, I truly feel God is at work. And I am so grateful So taking out both of those translations, or if you have uh, your computer with you, having them side by side, NASB is another one that is word for word, and there's times where I have those up, and then sometimes the CSB, which is the Christian Standard Bible, looking at all of them, but this text is not complex, it is encouraging. So let's ride the wave with David. This week, David is making godly choices. He is not going headlong into battle without consulting the Lord. He is doing exactly what we would expect our king hero to do. And that is staying close to the Lord and allowing God to fight the battles that God plans to fight. So many times we don't consult him. And he just stays on the wayside and we get clobbered and we don't understand why. Well, number one, it might not have been the battle he had for us. And number two, we didn't allow the all-powerful, all-knowing God to go before us. David knows. That was one of the things in last week's lesson that even though David made sinful choices when it came to females, And he had many children. What we did see was David did recognize that he knew that God was the one who had put him as king of Israel. He did recognize that. So 2 Samuel 5, 17-25. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. So let me stop for just a moment and remind you, for those of you who haven't been with us over the last few weeks... David, when he was running from King Saul, which was what, about 10 years maybe, he was in Philistine territory for a chunk of that because he couldn't stay in Israel in his mind because Saul was going to capture him. So David is not a stranger to the Philistines. He literally fought alongside some of them. So it's not surprising that when he became king of Israel, that they went after him. Number one, because they know him and they know what he's capable of. And number two, now he is leading the opposing forces and maybe they can catch him before he really gets his act together. It says, but David was told they were coming, so he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the Lord, Should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied to David, Yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. Again, we can learn so much from David in this week's lesson because how often do you stop and ask the Lord for his guidance? So many times we're just running and gunning. And we don't stop. Until we have a life-changing prognosis or a car crash or we get horrid news. How much better would life be if we walked alongside the God who knows all, the God who sees all, the God who loves us, the God of all wisdom, and asked for his guidance. Verse 20, So David went to Baal-Pirazim and defeated the Philistines. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal-Pirazim, which means the Lord who burst through. We'll come back to that. The Philistines had abandoned their idols there, so David and his men confiscated them. We'll talk more about that. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley of Rephaim. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Do not attack them straight on, the Lord replied. Instead, circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. When you hear a sound like marching feet and the tops of the poplar trees be on alert, that will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. So David did what the Lord commanded and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. I just grin. This story reminds me so much of what book? For those of you who've been with us since those beginning, what I now call the hidden episodes, the first episodes of this podcast that were labeled under a country girl in a city world loving Jesus, we went through the book of Joshua first. And that's what this story reminds me of, because... During the majority of the book of Joshua, we saw that Joshua and the other leaders really were tuned in to God. And as a result, God fought for them. Just like in this case, when you hear the sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. We... Spend so much time and effort fighting, number one, needless battles that we weren't called to fight. And number two, fighting in our own power. When if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have committed your life to him, you have the Holy Spirit of the living God inside you and the Lord will fight for you. Exodus 14, 14 is one of my favorite verses during a place where I really do need to name. Where God was so present in the midst of such a challenging time for me. I claimed for about two years, Exodus fourteen fourteen, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. David, in this week's lesson, he epitomizes what we need to do and who we need to be. He was close to the Lord. He was listening to the Lord. He was understanding that this is the Lord's battle. So back to verse 20. So the Lord went to ba- or, yeah, went to Baal-Perazim and defeated the Lord. Yes, the Lord, but it says David. But that Freudian slip was correct because the Lord went first. So David went to Baal-Perazim And defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal-Pirazim, which means the Lord who burst through. Let's look at this verse in the ESV. And David came to Baal-Pirazim and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal Pirazim, which means the Lord of Breaking Through. So, as our weekly assignment feature says, I want you to name at least one place where the Lord burst through for you. Where was a place that you saw God work on your behalf that you know? It was supernatural. There is no way that it was human decisions. But God burst through. Have you thought about it? How did that experience change you? And if you don't have a place that immediately comes to mind, I'm going to ask the Lord to show you. Dear Father, I pray for each listener. I pray that you would remind them of the places where you have shown up and shown out. Where you have burst through on their behalf. With knowledge that you have probably burst through on our behalfs more times than we can ever imagine. And this side of heaven, we will never see clearly. But dear God, show them at least one. Show them at least one. Remind them of your love for them. Dear God, remind them that the same God who burst through for David and the Israelite army on this particular day has not lost one bit of your power. And you don't love each person within the sound of my voice less than you did, David. Dear God, you are willing to fight on our behalves and you are willing to burst through to accomplish your purpose and plan if we will just ask and surrender to your leadership. Dear God, show us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What did God show you? I ask that you continue to pray about it. Continue to think through it. And consider possibly naming that place. Name it so that it will be a reminder. Maybe you put up a a small plaque or a wall hanging on your wall that just reminds you. This place that is maybe your Peniel, maybe your Ebenezer, or maybe your Baal Pyrazine. This place where you saw God burst through. And you need to be reminded that in your current circumstances, that may very well be very challenging that the same God who had the power to wrestle with Jacob and accomplish his purpose to fight on behalf of Samuel and the Israelites at a place now called Ebenezer, or to fight on behalf of David and the Israelites at a place called Baal-Pirazim. You are still willing. You are still able. If we will just allow you. And I said I would come back to verse 21. It says the Philistines had abandoned their idols there, so David and his men confiscated them. Thankfully, they didn't confiscate them to worship them, which is what so often happened in the history of Israel, but they needed to get rid of them, to burn them, because these are physical idols, and you may not worship a physical idol. You may not have statues around your house or in your garden, but I see a whole lot around me right now, not in my house, thank you very much, but in places near me, but You may have idols. You may worship people or dreams that stand between you and being all God created you to be. If there is anyone or anything that gets your worship, that gets your focus off of God, We talked about focus last week. If it gets your focus off of God, whether it's success, whether you're staring at failure and you refuse to move, anything that keeps you from being all God created you to be is an idol. And you need to abandon it and surrender it to God and say, wherever you lead, I'll go. Wherever you lead, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever you lead, I go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just a reminder, you can share this with others. Last week after I recorded the podcast, I found out that my podcast seemingly was no longer on some of the major platforms. And then there were platforms that had come about since... Episode one was recorded back in the day. And so I submitted it. And so now it's available on podcast platforms I didn't even know exist. So please take an opportunity. It's free to share. It's free to listen to. And who do you know that might need to be encouraged that the Lord is still the Lord who can burst through? And uh, so if you need to get in touch with me. You can write me at Jesus at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. You can find the hidden episodes, those very first ones that are raw, but God still moved, uh, especially since I adore the book of Joshua. So you can find those down in the show notes and just take some time. Marinate on these scriptures, 2 Samuel 5, 17 through 25, especially verse 20. And so David went to baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it. David exclaimed, he burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place baal Perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. May you surrender all to him and allow the Lord to burst through anything that you or the enemy has erected that is keeping you from being all God created you to be. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.